I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I could learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice, my Medicare, myhealthpolicy.com. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to myhealthpolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, myhealthpolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurer agent myhealthpolicy.com hey it's jerry the king lawler and you're tuned in to the don tony and kevin castle show i don't know why you are but you are amazing says some guy these men have changed broadcasting forever the don tony and kevin castle show Oh, yeah, you know, just, uh, oh, no, I can't afford Skype. Oh, the, 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 the baseball analogy. Oh, the, uh, yeah, come on, I just think, well, Yaki, I don't speak Japan, you f***ing people. Oh, yeah, you know, just, uh, f*** you, DT. Wow, Oh, well, Batista's pretty f***ing sexy, and, uh, did I mention Roman Reigns gives me a boner, and, uh, yeah, um, uh, 1980s baseball and wrestling was better than anything else. <laughs> Dontony.com I told everybody I would do it. I wasn't going to dress this crap tonight. Yeah, I'm complete with the shorts and with the decks. I can't put them on right now, but what's up, everybody? It is, uh, hey, how you doing, everybody? It's March 9th, 2020. Welcome to this edition of the Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle Show. I am Don, Tony, as always, and join along with me is... Kev freaking Castle. What's going on, eh? Eh? What's up with you? Eh, I'm just sitting here having a little espresso. I had a little bit too much caffeine tonight. I'm kind of shaking over here. Jeez, you got to watch, watch out for that corona. I don't have any corona. Oh, man, I tell you. Uh, <laughs> hey, we're about to break 8,000 on YouTube. So I told everybody I'd go a little old school. This is a legitimate kabichi from uh, 1980. Figured to have some fun today, and uh, unfortunately, I have to remove these glasses because these are prescriptions, but uh, what's going on, everybody? Uh, I'm trying to get myself in a better mood from yesterday's pay-per-view. Believe it or not, I actually watched a little bit of it back today, and I will tell you that I have the same view 
that I did yesterday. Um, some people, I think, hear our show, but they don't listen because we weren't criticizing the effort of Shayna Baszler. We weren't criticizing the concept of her destroying everybody. A lot of people were bringing up today that this was an idea that Paul Heyman wanted to do several years ago with CM Punk making everybody tap out in the chamber and Vince McMahon nixed that idea. So it's not why they did it. It was the execution. Also, the fact that you don't have the Raw heavyweight champion on the show, the SmackDown heavyweight champion on the show. You don't have either women uh, defending their titles. You know, it just felt like a like a B show. I, honestly, if you look at that card five years from now, just the results, people are going to think, what is this, a house show? Eh, what, what is this? You, you, I mean, no, no disrespect to the people that were involved. But, you know, to me, and I said it yesterday, that yesterday's elimination chamber was designed for one thing and one thing only, and that is Becky Lynch. And sure enough... You kind of feel it. You see it coming. She's going to overcome the odds, possibly, that is Shayna Baszler. And, um, you know, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> what is, I mean, what do, has your feelings changed since last night's pay-per-view? Because, look, we were doing our review and recap literally five, 10 minutes after it ended. So now it's sunk in for 24 hours. I mean, has anything from yesterday changed on you? Other than the fact that we found out that Daniel Bryan's testicles were exposed and we didn't pick up on that yesterday. Did you hear about no, that? No, because we were concerned about him being dropped on his neck. Yeah, well, you know, his balls were hanging out yesterday for real. TMZ, you know, just, oh, just think about this for a minute. TMZ. I understand they like to report every little fart going on in entertainment land, but Daniel Bryan is like doing a suplex or a move yesterday and his balls pop out and they actually write it as breaking news. What is that? Did they show a clip of it? I didn't see they, they, it. They, know, blurred, see they it. blurred the balls out. There's just like, you know, it's distorted. But if you go online, you actually, you know, for some of you out there, you might want to see it. Hey, you want to see what Daniel Bryan's testicles look like or one of them? You could go on social media because the unblurred version is around. And yet, did they mention him being dropped on his head? In that no, 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 no. <laughs> no, but yeah, his balls were a big time story today. Oh, good Lord. His balls, the coronavirus, a lot, lot of, a uh, lot of uh, different things we're going to talk about tonight. I don't feel much differently than I felt last night. I was still kind of angry about the pay-per-view. I mean, again, you know, look, it's on the network. We're paying the same thing per monthly fee that we always do. Been a subscriber for years now. Was going to watch it anyway. So, you know, not a big deal. So what? Disappointed. But again, the overall pay-per-view was just crap, with the exception of Brian match, obviously. Now with the added bonus of a bull shot. But uh, <laughs> other than that, um, you know, it wasn't, there's nothing really, like today I just woke up and just, but, but I'll say this, as we segue into tonight's opening of Raw, Becky cut a good promo tonight. I wish she would have did that the last couple of weeks to build this up and maybe people wouldn't have been so indifferent to Shayna. I think Becky is responsible in a lot of ways for Shayna's, the indifference that people show her because Becky's been kind of bizarre. Her character's been weird, morphing into this, uh, you know, uh, version of, uh, you know, almost a uh, wacky Becky, like wacky Dean a couple of years ago. 
a lot of people don't like this. Tonight you cut a serious promo. I liked it. And people say, oh, okay, what did you think of the promo? I'm like, actually, it was good. I got to give her props. I'm not going to shit on her all the time. She uh, cut a good promo tonight. And I would, is, it, is it too little, too late, DT, now if she starts taking Shayna seriously with four weeks to go? Um, I never thought Becky wasn't taking her seriously. This was just the way WWE wanted to present her on TV. You know, like... You know, if you remember a year and a half ago, you know, she, you know, she was all of a sudden, you know, well, not all of a sudden, but gradually morphed into the man. Then she started trying to act like the rock, you know, talking about her in in the third person. Then if you remember her social media phase where she was picking a fight with everybody and throwing insults and she started to come off like an asshole. You know, and they trimmed that back a little bit. And then they did the, you know, they commingled her and Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins is still paying for that today. Um, and then she, you know, they, they like change her attitude a little bit at a time. I'm just waiting for when they, you know, her and Baszler in the back start beating up cops and stealing cars and commandeering vehicles and, you know, just assaulting men, you know, because remember, you know, when it comes to the women, they got to be pulled apart. They got to be grabbed, held back. But when it's the men, no, Randy, no, no, Randy, no. You know, it's, I mean, I, I look, I, I actually, you and I had this little discussion a week or two ago. Uh, there was no doubt in my mind that she would get the majority of cheers. And Shayna Baszler, again, um, I have no problem with her dominating the way she did yesterday. It's just, you look at the participants in the match. I mean, I watched it back today to see a little bit that I might not have noticed early on, but nothing against some of these women that are in a match. But, you know, someone like, um, like um, what's her face? Uh, the Viking. I, I'm, I'm, Sarah, Sarah. Sarah Logan. You know, she does that dive off the top, and now all of a sudden she's dive happy, you know, until she clips Natty in the mouth and hits this person yeah. in the head. And You know, they're not high flies, and I know that they're trying, ex- like, really, really hard to get those moments that the fans, you know, all you need is one or two awesome spots, you know, unless your name is Dana Brooke. Remember Dana Brooke, that she did that one spot, I think, in, like, the Money in the Bank or something like that, and she thought, yeah. and she literally had this look on her face like, I've made it. I, 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 what I just, I just got career orgasm. Like I just came, I just made it. And she thought that one dive was going to do it for her. No, you know, it's just not the way it works. But these women are going out of their element to really prove their worthiness. And honestly, that's not fair to Sarah Logan. That's not fair to Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan, you know, let's listen. I know some of you out there are going to think, oh, that's sexist and this and that. Liv Morgan is a hot piece of ass. And the reason why I feel comfortable in saying that, other than besides she's a hot piece of ass, is if you go online, she posts tons of pictures of her modeling in bikinis. She shows off her beauty. She doesn't need to do these unbelievable crazy dives and, you know, getting the the suspension of disbelief that a head is going into the side. I know it's to sell Shayna Baszler as an animal, but you don't you don't need that with Liv Morgan. You know, her sex appeal could could help her on its own. 
You know, she's aesthetically nice to look at. Sarah Logan, like I said, you know, to me, she just, her character, I don't even know what that is. You know what I mean? It's I, like uh, Mojo, Mojo Raleigh who put the the markings on his face at one point, if you remember, he just came out with like these squiggly lines. Sarah Logan's just trying anything. Camo, uh, she's a Viking, then she looks like a huntress. And she looks like you know, you know, Barbarella. She came out looking like that's an old reference. We have to look that up. Uh, again, she's trying anything, you know, to to get herself. I don't even know over, but just to stand out different. It's and screaming, doing the scream. Uh, that's that's not. It's not really catching on, unfortunately. You know hey, I mean? Andre Corbio, what's up, my friend? By the way, for those that tune in on YouTube, I'm going to start utilizing the super chat more. Because I'm still over, new over here and I don't know how things are really utilized to their potential in this, this and that. And I know a lot of you out there want to, you know, just see like goofy things and this and that. So I actually uploaded today about 30 pictures of yours truly looking ridiculously goofy. You know, uh, this is super chat when I was super fat. And uh, so, you know, in the future, you know, we'll start putting up little clips and videos and pictures, you know, just to get it a little more interactive. And, you know, from now on, you know, if you want to post something, you know, you can ask me anything. It doesn't have to be wrestling, it could be anything. We're going to get this a little more interactive. And yes, I monitor the chat room and yes, I do the, the moderating as well. But now we want to get this a little bit more interactive. So I just wanted to do it. And before we go any further, I got to just mention this very quickly. You know, it would be really, really terrible if I didn't. Uh, I got to give major, major shout out to Mish and a major shout out to Shaheen of Nuclear Heat Graphics because this weekend here in Queens, New York, they had the big event and Undertaker was there, Braun Strowman was there, uh, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Cowboy Bob Orton, Jimmy Hart, the list goes on and on. And I had a brain fart. I thought it was in April. And sure enough, I think it was Saturday evening. Um, you know, like Shaheen says to me, you going? I'm like, going where? He's like, the big event. I'm like, when is it? He's like, tomorrow. I was like, are you fucking serious? And he's like, yeah, man, you got to go to Snatch. So I went last minute. I got to meet a ton of you out there, had a ball, took pictures with tons of people. Art more. A lot of you don't know who this guy is, Art Moore, but if you look back on my wall, I mean, I always plug Shaheen's artwork, but you see that Piper artwork over there, the Moxley artwork. He gave me so many original prints that he drew. And, you know, like I had heard of him before. I had no idea that he was a big fan of all the shows. And you could see right there that is yours truly, Art Moore, and that is Mish. We hung out this weekend, and I got to spend a little time with uh, the broken one, Matt Hardy. And uh, what was discussed, uh, we'll talk about it later on this week. Probably going to do breakfast soup on Thursday because uh, Mish is settling in his new apartment. He's actually going to be hooking up his computer tomorrow. So we'll get into detail as far as what went down. But, you know, just spend a little time with Jimmy Hart, James James J. Dillon. Um, to, just 
so many stories that I have to share with everybody, but uh, we'll definitely get into that later later this week. Um, you know, I know if it's really unfair to you, Kev, if I bring it up now because you know you weren't there, so it'd be kind of I didn't even know about I didn't even know yeah, about it. I, I didn't in realize I it was in November. Is it in November? Isn't it? Well, it's con- the next one. I believe is going to be in November, and I oh, know okay. everybody is getting together for that one. So, um, in fact, for anybody that's in the Jersey area, or if you're interested. Jack Sabbath's ICW show is going to be March 22nd in Jersey. Um, it looks like I'm going. I know Mish is going. You're welcome to go too, Kev. Shaheen is going. And uh, I got to hang out with Jack Sabbath. First time we talked in about 13 years. And he admitted that, you know, he had searched to kick my ass many years ago. Really? Uh, yeah. Got to hang out with Mr. Big. And, you know, I need to also do something. This is very, very important. All jokes aside. Last week, and, you know, I thought about this after the convention was over, and I felt really, really bad for this. Um, Bill Apter also, wonderful guy, and he, and he really made me choked up because he remembered me from XPW. Oh. And it was just, I'll tell a story later this week, but I know he wasn't just bullshitting me. He brought up something that happened there that he was in, you know, involved in also. And he brought that up and I said to myself, holy shit, this guy really does remember. It blows me away that he does. But anyway, um, last week or the week before when I did the AEW Revolution recap, I cut it short and I told everybody publicly that, you know, I, my stomach was all messed up. I had to blow up the bathroom and this, this and that. And then I started feeling better. And last Monday I started feeling good and I felt bad again. Well, it ends up yours truly was not sick at all. In fact, tomorrow I have to go to my gastroenterologist again for a follow-up appointment. For those that don't know, this past Thursday, I went to my gastro doctor because of this stomach problem. And I started getting nervous with this coronavirus because I started really feeling like shit, like drinking crazy water. And, you know, and it ends up that the keto diet I'm on, especially that my gallbladder taken out about five months ago, um, I started baking and making a lot of recipes over the last two weeks. And I was using a sugar alcohol uh, called erythritol. And I was using a lot of it because apparently it doesn't, you know, spike your blood sugar and it's safe for keto. And one of the major side effects is unbelievable cramps, bloating, diarrhea, everything else. So Thursday, when I started getting worried about maybe I got a virus, I went to the doctor and he checked me out and he's like, have you changed anything with your diet lately? Remember you got your gallbladder taken out and I'm on keto. And I said, well, you know, I started cooking more and this and that. And he told me, make a list. And as I'm writing it down, he's like, stop. He says, that's your problem. He says, did you ever look at the side effects for erythritol? And I said, no. He says, how much have you been using? And I said, you know, I make, you know, soda. Or I put a teaspoon in there. He's like, he's like you, that's your problem. So ever since I stopped using erythritol on Thursday, I'm fine. And the reason why I'm saying this now is because when I went to the big event, I was hugging people, gave a couple of people kiss on the cheek, you know, shaking hands. And it was Bill Apted that came up to me and he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, yeah, fist bump. That's what everybody's doing now, fist bump. And I was, oh, yeah. I, 
and I was like, I got no virus and I'm not worried about anybody else having a virus. But after the event was over, I started thinking about, I was like, you know, I was probably very disrespectful to others who have their own safe space. They don't want to get sick. They don't even want to have the emotional scare of thinking that. And I apologize for everybody out there. I mean, look, I wasn't the only one. If you look at Matt Hardy and others taking pictures of people, every, people had their arms around each other. Every, you know, it's it's nothing like that, but I felt a little bit bad after because I should have just, you know, especially because I had joked last week about having the runs like crazy. I don't want anybody freaking out after and being like, you know, son of a bitch has the virus and he's giving me a hug. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? So I needed to really apologize to everybody. I'm sure nobody out there took any, you know, concerns over it. But I wanted to let you all know it was sugar alcohols, not a virus. Sorry okay, for the rant, but I really needed to do that. I really needed no, to clear that. No, that's cool. No, 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 that makes sense. But it, let's stick on that subject because I want to ask you and Mish is in the chat too. Uh, was there anything, because it's affected my business, it affected 40% of attendance this week. No. Has, was there anything going on at their big event? Because, you know, WWE, you saw there was a story and it's pretty legitimate. No more touching, no more hugging the rest nah, of the I don't buy, I don't buy that. No, no, I believe that. It's actually going, there's a bunch of different stories talking about it. Uh, Dude, they're instituting it at a lot of places. Angel Garza, a lot, a lot of wrestlers this weekend were interacting with fans. I mean, what they're doing is, is they're just telling them to be, be a little bit more careful. And, you know, but this idea of no time. See what's happening, Kev? is similar to Undertaker, AJ Styles, and other things. People see something going on, and they immediately assume that they know the news story. This Brad Shepard, who to, I haven't you know exchanged words with him ever, but he's like the biggest jerk-off as far as journalists go, wannabe journalists. He and this guy... <laughs> yeah, this guy, not, you know, look, uh, he, of course he got it wrong with the coronavirus, you know, because he claimed that a WWE employee got it and this and that. But what was even worse was Scott Steiner. For those that right. don't know, Scott Steiner this weekend collapsed after the Impact uh, Wrestling event, and they, his heart stopped. They rushed well, during, him to, the, during the event. I think it was, it might have been right after. Well, it was at the event, and they rushed yeah. him to the hospital and I think it was Sean Sapp, Ross Sapp. I think it's Sean, that's Sean Ross Sapp who uh, broke the story. He's the one that broke the story. Him and Shepard going at it of who broke the story. Well, what happened was Ross broke the story, and then Shepard rewrites it and says, my sources tell me. He does that shit all the time. Me, the reason why I don't ever bring this goof up, and I broke my goof pledge for the month of March, but he deserves it, is, you know, I'd pay no mind to him. He's just like a goof, and that's it. Um, you know, but the thing is, is that, you know, just the desperate need to feel like you got an exclusive WWE on Fox's Twitter account that you and I talked about yesterday, they actually went out of their way to let everybody out there know that this Brad Shepard with the coronavirus story was bullshit. And what they're doing is, is they're seeing what's going on with coronavirus. They see that, you know, like sports teams are, you know, trying to stay away from fans and that. So what do they do? They take that and they say, 
oh, WWE sent them, my sources tell me that WWE sent a memo that there is, there's a no-touch policy. And what's interesting is they wrote that after they saw the picture of Sasha Banks wearing surgical gloves at an autograph signing. So you see something in the news and you try to put two or two, just, just like the Saudi Arabia disaster. When, you know, they saw a couple of things and they tried to assume that they knew the answers and they got it wrong. So the Scott Steiner thing, Sean Ross sap had originally wrote it and his jerk off tries to claim and then you got these two guys having a fight over it and it's like hey how's about we just pray for scott steiner and you shut the fuck up and you by know the way he see it, it's it was a heart related thing he hasn't he's having or had a procedure done and it's supposedly going to be okay yeah i just wonder if scott steiner's career is going to come to an end because uh. He'll be, 50, he'll be 58 uh, this summer. So I didn't even know he was that young, DT. I thought he was in his 60s. He's only 57. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you you know, you know, what he has used in the past. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm a fool. Yeah. I mean, and you know, I got to say, man, you know, I, I posted a tweet on Saturday night and I said that I'm 99% hopeful he's got 141 and two-thirds percent chance of 100% recovery. That was a awesome. takeoff of his his infamous promo on Scott's uh, on Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle, you know, the mathematics and it blew up. But what pissed me off was as I'm reading the feedback, you know, I see all these cold hearted bitches talking about, ah, oh, steroids bit him in the ass. You know, he deserves this and that. Oh, you see, that's what you get for doing steroids. You know, shut up. You know, the guy obviously did things in the past that are coming back to haunt him, but you don't stand there and go, see, that's what you get. You deserve it. That's what you get. And there's just some really horrible people out there. Horrible. Well, you know, I, you know, I guess because they're, you know, Steiner has uh, bashed some of their favorites. You know how wrestling fans are, DT. If you're a big fan of uh, Triple H, or you're a big fan of Hulk Hogan. Scott Steiner has said some heinous shit about those two guys. And if you're a super fan of Hogan, we know Hogan has a lot of fans. Uh, even and Hogan even said a lot of fucked up shit too. Oh no, no, he did, he did. But you know how it is. The we get attacked if we jump on a wrestler. Oh, yeah. if we even make a criticism. So people who are really down with their favorite wrestler, man, they will call you every name in a book, including wishing death on you, which is ridiculously yeah. over the top. That's ridiculous. Want fucking wrestling? Want to give a special shout out to David Peralta? I know he wanted to hang out last oh, okay. weekend. Um, you know, look. You know, you don't need to make any excuses, my friend. He went to a wrestling event and got to meet, you know, a bunch of wrestlers, entertain me throughout his life. You know, he was there, but we just didn't connect. I mean, there was some people after that we didn't hook up. And by the way, I got to say this too. Uh, I'm not taking anybody named specifically, but a couple of people thought they were cute trying to poke fun at me saying that, you know, I'm wearing my own shirt. I'm wearing, first of all, every indie wrestler wears their own shirt. Am I an indie wrestler? No. But at one point, although I was god-awful at it, I managed on indie feds for about 60 shows in my lifetime. And I wore the shirt because, number one, this way people could find it easier to spot me. And number two, if the shirt looks cool, then maybe someone else will buy it. So, you know, some people were trying to make jokes at me saying, oh, you're wearing your own fucking shirt. Yeah. Tell me what's wrong with that. You know, next time you look at any indie person or anybody, manager or anything else, and they're wearing their own shirt, trying to shill their own shit. What's wrong with that? 
I just felt like, again, it made me feel like the Jericho cruise, that simply because, you know, people were going on the Jericho cruise, that people out there had to make fun of them simply because they were doing something that they were enjoying. There's always people out there, they try to shoot you down, they try to shoot me down, they try to shoot a lot of our listeners down. Oh, I know, I know. So, David, I'm glad that you had fun, man. Many other opportunities for all of us to get together. And uh, this actually, this will segue. Shout out to the Dream 101. Will WrestleMania be canceled? Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll be canceled. Um, I th- think it's going to go on as planned. Um, it's it's interesting because we have yet, and I've monitored it, we have yet to see any non-wrestling site mostly in the stock market, yet to write an article saying that despite the coronavirus, WWE expects to have thousands of fans from overseas coming into Florida. And, you know, you got to trust the airlines in the respective countries to do their testing. Remember, my, my niece went to Italy. Uh, she was supposed to go six weeks ago. And she was supposed to stay there for three months. And she's home. She's back in New York. She only stood there two weeks because her school shut down in Italy. She they flew back. Yeah, she flew back. And when I saw her last week, I said, how did you get back so fast? And then I asked her, I said, how did you get back in the United States with no issues? And she said to me that they were testing for fever and this and that. And she didn't stay home. She got home and she went out with her friends right after So, United States may be really on the ball with this, and I know people want to criticize Trump, whatever, but we got to really be concerned about some countries out there that are not as strict and, and, you know, thorough with their testing. And all you need is one sick person to go to Mania, go to Access, you know, especially, you know, they're not going to just listen to soft music and meditate. People are going to be yelling and screaming and there's going to be spittle going all over the place and high fives. I mean, God, when Edge came out at the Royal Rumble, I mean, you we played the video. You saw strangers hugging each other, high fiving. Yeah, exactly. You, you don't even realize it sometimes. Yeah. I mean, personally, I know this is going to sound ridiculously stupid, but... The synopsis photo I used today, it yes, it's a little bit comical with all the wrestlers wearing masks, but prepare yourself now for the visual, everybody. When you watch WrestleMania on your television, you are going to see thousands of fans wearing masks. Yeah. You know, I don't know if we'll have any, you know, hey, get your mask over here, $15, get your mask, get your gloves. Get your... I don't know if we're going to have, like, Pablo on the street corner trying to, you know, sh- sh- you know, sell it for, like, 300% over the, the list price. But uh, you're going to see tons of people. In fact, I personally think WWE should go out of their way and give everybody a fucking mask. They want to keep it, put it on eBay, you know. In fact, I don't even think they should put it on eBay as a collectible because you don't know if somebody wore it or not, you, you know. But I think WWE put their logo on it or whatever. Everybody that goes gets a mask, 
and maybe gets a little bottle of um, hand sanitizer. How much does that cost? That's a tax write-off for them. They should give every fucking person attending a little bottle of hand sanitizer and a mask. Don't have to I'm force sure them to put it on. That, that would give them positive press, and that would also ease a lot of fans' minds because there are a lot of people going. I came this close to going, but unfortunately, I got a wedding to go to the day before, and my girl, my fiance's birthday is April 5th, WrestleMania. You know, and I promised her months ago that I was going to take her out. So, you know, all you need is one person to get sick, and it starts the chain reaction. You know, this person goes back to the hotel, hangs out with his friends, then they all go their separate ways, and then this person goes home to mommy, and this one goes home to daddy and girlfriend and parole officer, and, you know, it just starts the chain reaction. So I don't think it's going to be canceled, but WWE really... Knee, especially with this stock being horrible right now. Yeah. It's down to like $41 a share. Yeah, I saw. They should post a press release now saying that they plan on giving everybody a mask and a bottle of hand sanitizer at minimum. It's a fucking tax write-off. And I wouldn't doubt that they could possibly get a grant from the government for giving this out to the fans. No, I think that's a I think that's a good idea. I mean, listen, when Ultimate Warrior passed away, they gave out that warrior mask to everybody in the crowd in New Orleans. Yeah. So I mean, they can do that and the same thing. I think that's a good idea, DT, and to show that they're not putting their head in the sand that outside of protecting their wrestlers and autograph sessions or whatever that they're looking out for everybody. I think WWE does do. Yeah. I I don't know what they're waiting for, but they really should. No. Well, I think they're waiting for maybe something to subside or or you know, next couple of weeks things could change, but next couple of weeks is mania. Worse. I know that, but they're saying things can get worse before they get better. People are thinking it's tapering off, but it's really not. Um, again, it's it's being informed and pretty much, uh, again, washing your hands, not touching your face. But people do stuff by habit sometimes. Even on Saturday night, we were told uh, our door guys had a big problem with taking money from people and stuff, and they they were wearing gloves. And it was pretty warm out on Saturday night. It was you know it's been unseasonably warm here in the Northeast. So there was talk, and it went on for about two hours after the show went off, of door guys and bouncers being concerned of searching people and touching people. There was a lot of back and forth. I'm not kidding you. And it's been going on across the boards and clubs and bars and restaurants and businesses a little bit down, 30% in some places. Because mm -hmm. people don't want to touch a glass. The bartender the, the bartender coughed. Someone did that the other day at a place I worked at. I was like, is your bartender sick? I was like, why? She's coughing all over the place. And the girl's like, I coughed once. I have allergies. And it was a hole to do, DT. This is what's going on right now. Yeah, no you got you to gotta be very careful. And, um, you know, you don't want to take a chance. Uh, it's a risk. And like I said, you know, look, AEW is going to have events where they're, they're going to be brawling at ringside, and you know there's going to be some touching in here and there. But WrestleMania is a whole different animal because you got so many fans coming from abroad. And oh, um, all again, world. all over the world. Yeah, yeah, all over the world. Now, it's going to be interesting in some countries because of the travel ban. So, I, you know, I, I expect some countries to have a lot less of a presence this year. But again, I think WWE should be proactive on this. They should have already announced something. So WWE, if you're listening, you know, I mean, really, you got to like, an, don't wait. Yeah. Little yeah. package, little package thing. Yeah, li little gift bag. Everybody gets a sanitizer and a mask and you know, whatever else, you know. Good, good idea. You know, just, you know, just something I was thinking about. Uh, Want to give a special shout out to Marco. 
Uh, don't want to mention his last name, but he's a big-time fan of the show. Uh, been listening since 2007. 34 years old, suffering from cystic fibrosis. Um, you know, I just really heartfelt thank you for what you wrote. And, uh, you know, I appreciate even some of you that I met at big events, some of the stories that you told me, I don't want to mention them publicly, but Mish was standing right there and there was one or two times that we looked at each other and, you know, just really got a little choked up at some of the stories. So, you know, thank you as always for the support. Want to shout out our returning patrons, Tabitha Mason, Corey Francis, Zach Spoonamore, Stephen Hart, uh, Tony Moffat, Raymond Pagella, and Franklin Taylor. The pay-per-view predictions contest from yesterday, I went through them late last night. We got a winner, and we got a runner-up. Out of 36 possible points, Mark Ness, longtime patron. I'm happy. I think this is the first time you won, my friend. He got 34 out of 36 points. Lee Friel gets the runner-up consolation prize with 31 points. Uh, Asuka was the last person eliminated in the women's chamber, the Usos in the men's tag chamber. The longest match was the men's tag at 32 minutes, 55 seconds. The shortest match was the IC title match with eight minutes and 30 seconds. And I just want to congratulate, you know, the, both of them. And I'll definitely get in touch with you on Patreon. And uh, once again, patreon.com slash Don Tony, if anybody wants to check it out. And, um... Yeah, that's pretty much it. We'll get in some more plugs later. But uh, we got two deaths to report um, in the world of pro wrestling. One, I know a lot of you heard of before. You've heard of him. And one, you probably haven't. Um, first, we got to give our our condolences to the family, friends, and fans of Rip Oliver. Cripple Rip Oliver uh, was placed in hospice a little over a week ago. And as we were talking last week about hospice, once you're in there, that's it. You know, uh, the party's over. He died at age 67. Um, I know you followed his career. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm posting a couple of pictures of him now. Uh, one with Bruiser Brody. And he, people may remember him because we, I played the clip when Playboy Buddy Rose, you know, became a, a baby face. You know, he was uh, a great, he had a great tag team with Rip Oliver back in Portland. So, but he yeah, died 67 years old, a little bit young. He was, and he was, uh, shout out to Billy Jack Haynes too, for real. Uh, Billy shared the post, wrote me a note, because uh, Billy and him were good friends. They stayed good friends. They were bitter enemies in wrestling, doing finger quotes, in the early 80s. Billy started out with Rip, and they remained friends for over 35 years, close to 40 years. I know Billy was uh, very much affected by it. It was one of his uh, true friends in the business, and uh, he had always given uh, health reports on how Rip was doing and stuff. Uh, so yeah, they, they go back a long way and he was one of those territorial heels. If you guys look him up, go to Portland clips for Don Owens and Rip Oliver was the man over there. He feuded with Roddy Piper, Billy Jack Haynes. He's, he was the guy, he was, he was that guy over there back in the day. Never really made it in the bigs when he went to the NWA, WWE was an enhancement guy, but he was in the territories, especially in Portland. He was a big deal. Yeah, I uh, listen, just very quickly, too. We are going to get into Raw in detail in about five minutes. We just want to give our rest yeah. in peace wishes to two wrestlers. So I just want to let everybody know uh, that we're asking. Um, Who's the other guy, Dante? Uh, well, you know, some of you out there may remember an episode of Saturday Night's Main Event where the Ultimate Warrior squashed someone by the name of the Super Ninja. That actually was Rip Oliver. 
That's right. At, towards the end of his career. He was pretty much done, I think, by the late 80s, what, 87 uh, around there? But uh, Yeah, late 80s. Yeah. yeah. He debuted in the mid-70s. So. Yeah. Another wrestler that died, um, most known in the UK, uh, his name was Wayne Bridges. And I'm right. putting up a couple of photos of him as well. William Regal paid his tributes uh, to him. Fit Finley as well. I got a picture of uh, him with Fit Finley. That's him on the, on the right. Uh, by the way, yeah, his wife, and I have a picture posted right now. His wife, if you think Nicole Bass, pretty much the same, went the same route. She was a monster bodybuilder. But uh, he wrestled for the UK. Um, I think at one point he might have come to the United States. I don't know if he actually wrestled any matches in the WWF, but I know Vince Sr. actually wanted him to come in for a little bit. Um, 83 years old, really good-looking guy, very, very talented. I watched some of his work on YouTube. But on a non-wrestling note, and I actually did a little bit of checking, and it appears that this is accurate, he actually was the stunt double, you know, the, the for Sean Connery in all of the James Bond films that he was in. Really? He, I was going to say, he's a handsome guy. He looks like, he looks Italian, doesn't he? He looks like yeah. an Italian. Yeah. He looks Italian. He's got like that Stallone-ish kind of look. But yeah, he looks like an actor or something. I see a couple of young pictures of him looking at online now. Yeah. So he was a stunt double for all the all the Sean Connery. Well, that's what a, a, a couple of tribute sites had posted. And I did a little bit of searching on some of Sean Connery's James Bond films. And, you know, two of them had a credit in there for his, for his name. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I, I wanted to mention him because, you know, here in the United States, 99.9% .9 of fans out there never heard of the guy. But, yeah. you know, he was a pretty big deal in the UK. And, you know, a lot of wrestlers who performed in the UK and fans as well were paying tribute to him too. So wanted to give condolences. You know, a lot of websites, unfortunately, are just going to bypass it or they don't even know who he is. And all right, we are very saddened. By the death of Wayne Bridges. You don't even know who the fuck he is. You're saddened. I hate when they post that generic stuff. You get to pay a little tribute. Do a little research. Look up his stuff. Maybe you write one or two sentences that no one else is writing about. Instead of just cut and paste. We are saddened for the death. I hate, that's why I hate checking out websites. Case in point. Everybody and their mother. Writing about, you know, take her in a tag. Take her in a tag. Mania, take no. her in a tag. Take her in a tag. You know, I just felt that, you know, and look, how we felt and what we want are two totally different things. Take her in a tag just did not feel marquee. You know, but at the same time, we talked about it yesterday. I am very concerned about Undertaker's age and his recent matches. And they tried to use reality in AJ Styles' promo today. AJ Styles knocked it out of the park. Kind of went in areas that we really never hear anybody do when it comes to Undertaker. They didn't even let Roman Reigns get that far into Undertaker's personal life. Calling him old man, Mark Calloway, married, kids. You know, it's just... Uh, AJ Styles, you know, obviously he got permission, but, you know, really taking that reality route 
because almost everything that he said, other than Michelle McCool, you know, trying to run him into the ground, you know. <laughs> and, and you want to know something, Kev, between you and me and everybody listening? And I know you, being a New York Italian guy like me, we're probably a little guilty of it a little bit more than, than others out there. But sure. women don't necessarily intentionally try to run men into the ground. But we have, especially us being Italians and New Yorkers, we have like a little bit bigger ego. And I've talked about this before. You know, my father, you know, he fell off a ladder, you know, broke vertebrae in his neck. He's got to go for another surgery in two months. And the thing is, is when he got hurt and he walked into my mother's house, you know, he's flexing, I'm fine. I'm fine. I just want to lay down for a while. You know, like you, you don't want to admit to your woman that you are injured or you're beat up and this and that. No matter how much pain you're in, I'm fine. I'm fine. Give me a beer. I'm fine. And with Undertaker, you know, they really, AJ Styles' promo really reflected on a lot of what we have been complaining about with The Undertaker for the last couple of years. He should have retired after Roman Reigns. That match was an embarrassment. Yeah. Not because Undertaker sucks, but he's mortal. Yeah. He's getting older. We all have loved ones, friends, people we idolize, sports athletes, that unfortunately as they get older, you realize that they are mortal. Undertaker, the same thing. And... The promo was great today. But at the same time, though, it's like, I don't know. I just like, all right, you just pretty much said everything that we already feel about the situation, and that makes it a storyline for Mania. I thought AJ Styles knocked it out of the park, but at the same time, though, anybody could take someone's real-life situation, insult them over it, and boom, storyline. Yeah, I don't know how you felt about that. I thought it was a good promo. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Hasn't somebody called Undertaker by his real name before? This is this the first time? No, there's been a couple familiar. of times. Yeah, there's been a couple of times. I mean, I could Google it, but uh, there's been a couple of times. The Michelle McCool thing, I actually thought he might have even taken a page out of even more real life of the recent tweet about her being in the top 45 with that, with that tweet about her being mad about it. I thought he was going to say something about that. Um, but he stuck to, you know, basically, you know, putting the Undertaker down for his age and that he should retire and his wife runs the, runs the family or whatever. Uh, I thought it was an interesting way to go after Undertaker, kind of question uh, his manhood to a degree. Um, I thought he was going to come out, but, but obviously that didn't happen. But I did. I was one of the guys truth be told in case you didn't hear me a couple of times i thought he was going to be in the tag too with uh alistair black to help elevate yeah but you alistair you weren't doing what these people online were doing no, that no, I I call, no I you were expressing why you felt it should be a tag and i agree with you it should be yeah. a tag because all the focus is going to be on taker you know and to me they should make it a street fight they should make it no dq hopefully this time around gallows and anderson aren't standing around ringside like goofs for 10 minutes but they really should make it no DQ. And there's still a couple of weeks left. Michelle McCool may show up. We may have a carbon copy of Orton and Phoenix. Maybe AJ Styles, you know, and, you, and think about it. Um, didn't Michelle McCool used to use a move that AJ Styles uses? Did she when she was... Uh... A solo or when she was in the what, what move out there that, that I, if I, I could swear 
I mean, look, I was never a fan of Michelle McCool. Me, I, dude, I'll be honest with you. I only, I only know the 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 tag team with uh, Layla and stuff. Yeah, I don't but know, I don't remember her as a solo too much. I don't know if she. I don't think she used the Styles Clash. It might have been the Styles Clash, but just think about it. AJ Styles hits the Styles Clash on McCool, especially since she used to use that as well. I could see that happening before Mania, and you kind of look. The closest we ever got to this much reality with Undertaker was with Sarah and Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah. You know, when Sarah came out and that was Undertaker's first wife. So I would not be surprised if that incorporated. Personally, I think it should. Um, I don't know if it should mimic what they did with Randy Orton and Beth Phoenix. And we'll talk about Edge in a minute. And by the way, I got to give a shout out um, to Freddie J., um, Mario, Mario twins don't want shout outs. Oh, this Mario twins don't want shout outs. I don't know what you meant by that, but I appreciate the love though. So shout out to Freddie J, Freddie J, Freddie J. But, um, no, I, I like the promo, but it just felt, I guess that's the only way they could really go with this. Um, but again, we mentioned it yesterday. I'm a little concerned. AJ Styles can still go, and he has to really s- slow it down to do it with Undertakers. That's why I think it has to be a no DQ match. Let them brawl. You know, not necessarily into the crowd because of coronavirus, but let them brawl around the ringside area. Let them brawl up the rampway. You know, keep Undertaker on his feet as much as possible. Yeah. So we'll see. Oh, I mean, next week's well, a con- she did. They show me a cl- um, someone show me a clip DT. Sorry to cut you off of Michelle McCool doing like a Styles. Cl- yeah, Styles. Yeah, so she yeah she did no, the but Styles. I, I don't remember doing that, but yeah, she did it pretty sloppy. But there it is. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> I, in fact, not, not as good as AJ, but they should somehow in- bring that incorporate that back onto TV. You know, maybe AJ Styles brings up how Michelle McCool oh, yeah, always yeah. idolized him, or you know, she oh. fantasized about him. She used to you know do the Styles Clash. You know, we'll see. We'll see. Kind of do what uh, Samoa Joe did to him with his wife, him do that to The Undertaker? Um, I don't know. See, there's only three weeks left yeah, to Mania. Right. So there's really not that much. Next week's a contract signing. So, you know, so it, maybe you do something next week. The week after is really the only other time you could do it because the final week will just be the brawl leading up, you know, to Mania. So they really only have one extra week to do it. So if they're going to do something, it's got to go into gear next week. I mean, I'm not saying Undertaker's wife should be at ringside next week, but I almost feel now that Undertaker's wife should appear at Mania and maybe she gets a shot into AJ Styles as well. So we will see. Um, Tonight also, we had Angel Garza lose to Mysterio. Um, I think... As we said yesterday, this feels like it's going to lead to a four-way, five-way, or a six-way for Andrade's title at Mania because now we're only three weeks left. So if they announce a match next week, even if Angel Garza, you know, challenges Andrade, you know, look, you don't lose stock when you lose to Mysterio, Hall of Famer. So Angel Garza is fine. But usually don't want to challenge for a title a week after you just lost a, a high-profile match. So I almost feel like they gave Mysterio the win 
to even the playing field with guard. Now it feels like Caio should win a match next week. And then maybe the week after you have Caio, Garza, Mysterio, Andrade. I know it's all Latino. I have no problem with that. You know, so, you know, but Garza loses today. And Garza, you know, maybe he knew the woman, you know, the women that he was interacting with. But um, he lost. He lost today, you know. But as you say, DT, he might have lost, but he doesn't lose much. No, he doesn't lose much at all. Because he's a a future player, no doubt about it. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, I really think Caio and Garza should team up. I don't think Andrade, I don't think they need to be like a faction with Andrade or Mysterio. You know, I don't think that would work because, by the way, what the hell is going on with Dominic? His son? Yeah. I mean, they enter, look, it it feels like they got his feet wet. He broke his cherry, did a little stuff on TV, and then they took him off TV because of the Brock Lesnar attack. But why is this guy like, not factored in at all. I, I'm a little confused. Like, why is he not maybe, in, in, maybe there they, uh, Reanalyzed it, and he's not ready for prime time, so to speak. You know. Yeah, but I, I, I would think that. I mean, DT, we talked about this. It's like Bigfoot. Where are the clips of him online that are legit? I, I know he's trained by what Lance Storm. There were some clips. We're, we're, are there anybody ever actually see a clip of this guy in a match? I haven't. Lance, I saw a little bit of work in Lance Storm School, and you know he looked pretty decent. I, I but think, any like matches work in a territory? Or um, something? no, I really. I, I'll be honest with you. I never really searched yeah. out to see like his match retrospect because he's still training. But he he also trained in the in the develop you know the the, the performance center. So you know he's he's got some decent moves, but. You know, to introduce him to TV, yes, he got taken out by Brock, but it's like, how do you incorporate him back in? I'm a little surprised that they held him off this long. I don't know, unless he factors in to a later date. Yeah. Know. Oh, he has to. He has to. I mean, he's he's got some pretty good tools. I mean, he's still very, very young. There's no rush. But I would have thought that by now you would have saw him back on TV a little bit. Maybe he shows up at Mania. Not in a match, but maybe he shows up at Mania. Could be. Yeah. What'd you think of... um, I was a little confused. I honestly thought WWE was going to go off the air tonight with Edge making his return. I I found it a little odd that um, they did it halfway through, and they did it... I mean, look, obviously somebody needed to be the sacrificial lamb with the concerto, someone that doesn't need to be on TV for the foreseeable future. So they thought, okay, we'll have MVP be the one to, you know, be the sacrificial lamb. Um, but I was a little confused that they decided to do that around hour two instead of closing it out. In my opinion right now, Edge and Randy Orton is what I am looking forward to most at WrestleMania. And who the fuck gave a shit about an eight-man tag to close? I mean, I don't know. To me, the hottest feud right now, even though he hasn't been on TV for a while, which is Edge, is Orton and Edge. How do you not have that close out Raw tonight? An eight-man tag. Whoop-de-fucking-do. 
We've had so many variations of those guys closing out Raw in recent memory. What does the ratings have to go down to 1.1 to fucking ECW on TNN levels before they, you know, maybe we really should mix it up a little bit. I just was really confused by that tonight. No, especially since Seth Rollins has been a proven, you know, dead fucking draw at the end of the fucking uh, final hour. He's not a guy to close out the show. It's always really dismal when he closes out the show. I'm going to be interested to see what the ratings are tomorrow for that final 30 minutes. Uh, and he got to get his win back against Ma, uh, Montez Ford, of course. Montez pinned him last week, so he had to get his win back. Saw that coming. Uh, but, yeah, the edge thing, I was surprised that Janorton didn't close it out. That would have been the right way to go. From, from every aspect, it's the hottest feud in the, in the company right now, and Edge makes those great facial expressions. Edge looked enraged. You know, he's always got the he's got those big eyes, and he's got that face. He just knows how to sell it, and Orton, too, was great. Orton looking on like with that look uh, when he was uh, giving the concerto to uh, MVP. It was a good angle. It was a little short. I think they could have drew, drew it out a little bit, a little bit more in the back, chase him around or whatever, a little bit more violence there. But, uh, again, I guess they'll wait for WrestleMania. They're not going to give you too much. You getting the little vibe that Murphy and AOP might ultimately walk out on Seth Rollins? Well, I was telling you, I saw it tonight, if you saw the way it ended, and I thought that uh, Murphy was in the doghouse. Seth summoned him out of the ring when he was celebrating, and he told him back off. And even the announcers acknowledged, you know, Murphy told to stay at bay, but, you know, Rollins revel in his victory or whatever. And you saw the close-up of Murphy. I'm like, he's on his way out. Wow, already they're going to get rid of this fucking dude? Again, unless they got plans to bring in Ricochet or someone or really turn somebody out of the blue, uh, and it's just spec- just being a wrestling fan, just having fun here. Maybe it could be, maybe Ricochet will be a new ministry member, which might resurrect his career. He's dying right now. Uh, Buddy Murphy. What I are don't you talking know, about? He's a main eventer. <laughs> he's a main eventer. I, I, I realize he's a main event, Saudi. I, listen, those. He opened those up main event tonight against uh, your neighbor, Eric Young. Uh, oh, you fought, fought Eric Young? Yeah, I got to get Eric. Yeah, in main uh, event tonight. Back. So, Ricochet, hey, you. I could picture if Vince was a gangster, like an Italian gangster. Hey, Ricochet, yeah. you wanted to be in the fucking main event? I put you in the fucking main event. You're on <laughs> main event. Man. You're the fucking main event today against Eric Young. Get the fuck out there. Shut the fuck up. Oh, Go man. stick your finger in your ass and shut up. Oh, jeez. So. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, dissension already. This Again, what is with these crews just evaporating so quickly? Uh, again, they don't draw anything out. Horsemen around for, for a couple of years before there was dissension. Uh, DX, and you go back to the, the strongest crews. Even the Undertaker's Ministry of Darkness, they didn't have guys. I mean, you know, eventually they kicked everybody out. But it just seems very brief to already be on the outs with Murphy and Seth. How long has Murphy been part of this crew? Six weeks? Eight weeks? I mean, already he's he's on unless they're saying this is not working, it's not clicking. I think they got to they, they just have no time for anybody. DT, they don't invest anymore. That just doesn't work. Goodbye. Um, they can't keep doing that because they're never going to get anybody over. I just gave. Did you see? Um, just totally unrelated. Did you see the chest hair picture of uh, myself with Daphne from two thousand two? No, but I probably should have seen it. Because I've never posted it before. I posted it last week as a joke. <laughs> that was but I, I just po- did it as a funny goof online so people get an idea of some of the goofy stuff you're going to see, you know, from that okay. Super Chat stuff. So, yeah, if you want to see, like, chest hair on top of chest hair, 
Yeah, I can have a poke a little fun in myself. That's the Jerry the King Lawler haircut that I had at that time with the Jerry the King Lawler goatee. And I trust me, I was not a Jerry the King Lawler fan in 2002. So I have no idea where that came from. But Was that when da- Daphne was uh, uh, calling the show and you met her? Because I still have my picture from um, back then. She, she gave us pictures. That no, when that was, you know what? That might have been around 2002. Because I actually knew her for about... No, that was actually 2001 when uh, everything with the hotline came down. 2002 is when she came into XPW and stuff. That photo was from the Chilla Convention. I don't know if you remember. You got me a picture of her, maybe 2003, 2004. I still have to me. I still, I still have it on my wall. I have, my wall. St- I have tons of autograph photos from her still that she gave me back then. I mean, because I actually a lot of people don't even know. I used to print all her promo photos too. I think. Oh she no, no, I know. It's a per- it's a personalized one. Yeah, and I got it. I still got it on my wall. Yeah. So it. that's just. I wanted to post that so people could see. You know, when we have some fun with the super chat, trust me, I'm gonna put some outrageous pictures up there some i've never posted before and if somebody really pushes it i have the photo right now prepared of yours truly a hundred pounds heavier 110 pounds heavier i've never posted online actually i should take that back on my personal facebook page i posted a very long time ago but uh everybody out there has never seen it and somebody really wants to see it that bad you know it'll eventually come out so i got tons of stuff on just staring at me right in the face so we'll have some fun with that later on but uh getting back to raw um the kabuki warriors oh god that that promo was gold do you understand now why i said a month ago that they were um, WWE wanted them to be like the iconics annoying wise I thought tonight was the perfect example of it. Like, the only thing that they just don't do at the very end go, eek, and eek. You know, they are annoying, yelling, laughing. It's, oh. That's what the icon. But the difference is the Kabuki Warriors kick ass in the ring. And, you know, I'm a big fan of both Kyrie Sane and Asuka. And I get a kick out of what they're doing. My main concern, and I mentioned this about three weeks ago, and I got the same fear tonight, and I'm almost convinced that the Kabuki Warriors are going to lose. And, you know, I I know the segments that she does is called a moment of bliss. I call it a moment to piss. So I'm concerned that Kabuki Warriors are going to lose the tag titles at WrestleMania to the team of a a moment to piss. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. I just feel that coming. I don't know why. Um, Maybe it ends up being like a gauntlet tag team. Um, I just hope, especially after the performance that Kyrie Sane did, the main event, the pay-per-view not too long ago, the fact that Asuka has been the most talented woman on Raw match after match after match after match, you know, that they are rewarded at WrestleMania for retaining their titles. And for people that don't know, WWE reported tonight, they broke that Jeff Hardy's going to be on SmackDown Friday, so it looks like, you know, he's going to stay on SmackDown. Yeah. And the second thing is, and a lot of people I think might be, unfortunately, blowing this too out of proportion, Paige is going to be on SmackDown Friday. And she posted a tweet saying, looks like I'm back to work. 
And they said that she has had it with Bailey. She wants to confront Bailey. A lot of people are now thinking that Paige is returning to the ring. Some people are even jumping the gun and saying, oh my God, it might be Paige versus Bailey at WrestleMania. I'm getting the vibe that Paige is showing up on SmackDown in a talking segment with yeah. Bailey. I don't look, would I love to see Paige return to the ring? Absolutely. I would love, you know, she had the documentary about her. You know, yeah. obviously there were some segments that were not included in, in the documentary, you know, kind of like the NWA, you know, the documentary that they did. Um, but not that WWE did, but the, you know, the NWA, the rap group, you know, they kind of like left some things out to make the certain things about the history in a much more positive light. Um, but with Paige, especially with everything that has gone on, you know, to have her actually return back to the ring and have that Daniel Bryan moment and be able to perform again, I would love to see it. I just don't think that that's in the cards. I think she comes back Friday to confront Bailey. I'm still holding out hope that it's Bailey versus Sasha at Mania. Maybe Paige is the one that stirs the shit between Sasha and Bailey. Maybe when she calls out Bailey, Sasha comes out with Bailey and Paige kind of like puts the thought in Sasha's head like, why don't how come you're not challenging? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, so I I feel like. Paige is going to be more of an instigator between Sasha and Bailey than anything else. I don't know. Where do you think this is going to go? I don't know, but I tell you, that would be some, uh, that would be some get to get her back. Uh, you know, I've really popped the crowd. Say what you want. I've, you know, everyone's been critical of her at some point. She deserved the criticism in certain aspects of her career, but she's over. She's, uh, you know, helped start this whole thing. She really did. I know the Bellows would differ with me on that. But she's a she's a good get, and she's a star, and she's young. She looks good. She has her fan base, much like the Bellas. You know, the fan base will kill you if you attack her too much. I've learned that the hard way. They'll go after you big time, Paige fans. Um, but you know, credit with credit, that that's that's a that's an announcement. You know, if she comes back and she goes after Bailey, you got a nice match there. You got a you got something that people are like. Oh, I like this. This is really good. And they need that in the women's division, DT. They do. If she gets clear, listen, there people are mentioning now, they cleared Edge, they cleared Daniel Bryan, they cleared this one, they cleared Darby Allen, they cleared that one who've been injured. Um, maybe. We don't know. I mean, I don't know. No one has any, I haven't heard anybody have any inside scoops. It's all speculation, but I think it's going to be in a talking capacity, but maybe an announcement of a possible comeback. Who knows? But got to admit, DT, that's that's a that's a great announcement for WrestleMania if they could pull that off, or they pull it off in general of her just coming back at some point this year. Uh, I just feel like if Paige's announcement was going to be to return back to the ring, first of all, why even mention Bailey's name in the same sentence? They should have just said Paige is a major announcement to make it uh, on Friday SmackDown. That would make the internet go nuts to say, oh my God, she might be returning back to the ring. And all the focus is on Paige. She can announce the return to the ring, then she could call out Bailey. Or Paige announces her return to the ring, and then she's interrupted by Bailey's music, and Bailey starts fucking with Paige, and that leads to a match. That's where I would go with it if she was making the announcement of returning to the ring. That's why I don't think she's returning to the ring. Because the fact that she's showing up to confront Bailey. You know what that kind of makes me feel like when didn't Edge 
I'm not talking recently, but didn't Edge like a year or two ago, didn't he return to confront someone? We had a Hall of Famer come back to confront somebody on the roster. You know, just that Paige show up, she's fed up with Bailey. I'm not trying to be an asshole here because I'm one of the biggest supporters of Paige. Any longtime listener knows I've defended her a thousand times more than anybody else. But let's be honest for a minute. Paige in storyline is fed up with Bailey. Oh, fucking well. You don't wrestle anymore. Too fucking bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, if she's fed up with Bailey, what is she going to do? She can't bring out her Kabuki Warriors anymore because they don't have her anymore as a manager. So I think the only reason why she's on Friday is to confront Bailey because of her tactics. And this kind of stirs up something with Sasha Banks. That's what it feels like to me. I, I just hope we don't get, you know, where they threaten to like rough up Paige and then Lacey Evans and Naomi make the save and this is and that. It's just, eh. I just feel it's more, it's an interview segment. I don't see anything. I wish it would be more, but it feels like it's just an interview segment. And you think it just would have, it just be too hard to contain if she was coming back? It would have just leaked out at this point? I think with everything that has gone on, if she was returning to the ring, you do similar with Daniel Bryan. You say that Paige is a major announcement to make on Friday SmackDown. That's it. And let the internet blow it up and say, oh my God, she's going to return. She's going to return. Just to, to, it feels cheapened by she's fed up with Bailey. Why? You know what I mean? If you really yeah. think about it, you know, fed up with her, why? You know, it's like, yeah. And what are you going to do? I'm fed up with you. What are you going <laughs> to do about it? Nothing. You know, it's just like, <laughs> I'm just, oh. by the way, everybody seemed to get a kick yesterday. Some people just wished since I'm on video that I would do the, you know, the swivel with like Otis with the stomach and everything. You know, if, if some people in super chats, you know, I'm not trying to be a troll right now or a shill, everybody, that I got to whore myself out. It's just that a lot of people are <laughs> educating me about YouTube and they're like, dude, man, you know, somebody, you know, throws a gun. I got tons of bills, man. I still owe $8,000 on an engagement ring. Like when oh, I no, did it last sexual for $5. No, nah, but last night <laughs> oh, when I did the God. impersonation of Otis, so like I should have got uh -huh. out of my chair and started wait, you know, picking up my stomach, your shirt going, Oh yeah. You know, but uh, you know, if somebody wants it that bad. I'll do that. I don't care. I could, I, I'll laugh at myself, but um, I rewatched Otis's work in the chamber. I'm impressed with Tucker. Um, I don't know if it would be smart for WWE to break them up at Mania. I don't know what is more important to them. The storyline and a real big swerve or a revelation. He, this is the thing I think fans should really think about right now. Which would you rather have? Would you rather have a major swerve in that storyline to find out that it was Tucker who was screwing Otis so his focus would remain on heavy machinery and not pussy? Or would you rather see Heavy Machinery remain as a tag team and win the titles at Mania? I know a lot of people are saying, oh, it's going to be Otis and Ziggler one-on-one -on -one at Mania. Yeah, and those are the same people that said it's going to be a tag match. Take her in the tag. You know, there's people out there speculating. 
as I said yesterday, as I said a week ago, as I said two weeks ago, do not discuss matches until they're announced. Because you have all these morons on all these websites that say, oh, WWE changed this match. They never fucking announced the original match. They changed nothing. You got your prediction wrong, you know, journalists. So I just think, which which would you rather have? Would you rather, because look, the, the Lana Lashley storyline with the wedding you know, they tried to throw us a major swerve by having Liv be attracted to Lana or having some relationship. You saw that went nowhere. Yeah, went garbage. That might have even damaged Liv. You know, she's in a bathtub. She's going to transform herself. What did she... The, you know what the only transformation that she did? She, she, she probably stuck her head in the tub and all of the fucking blue ink on her tongue washed off from the bath soap. I mean, it, it, what transformation did she have? She took a bath. You're going to see the new live. Yeah, I removed the, the tongue paint. You know, so do you want a major swerve? Which would you rather have, Kev? A major swerve in the storyline with Otis. And maybe Tucker's a revelation instead of Sonya Deville. Or would you rather have Heavy Machinery win the tag titles at Mania? I'd rather see Heavy Machinery win. Tucker's been working hard. <clears throat> I fear the same thing like a lot of people fear for that team, that Tucker will suffer the consequences of the breakup. Again, why so quick to disband? Why so quick to kick people to the side who are part of a crew, part of a team that's over? Um, you know, it's the one thing for Buddy Murphy, because uh, I don't know if they'll ever get him over full. He's a great wrestler, but he just doesn't connect to the crowd. But Tucker has really proven himself in the last couple of matches. working hard. People were cheering him on. He was doing a lot of the legwork while Otis was knocked unconscious outside on several occasions the last couple of matches. Um, I think they're great as a team. I wouldn't break them up. It's like the Steiners, reminds me of. And you always say, DTL, Otis reminds you of old school dogface gremlin Rick Steiner. And I can see that a lot in him. By the way, I'm curious if Otis will ever say that's an influence of his. Um, but and they both, but Tucker has size. He he could be something without. Maybe I were, we're all underestimating if Tucker's worth something without Otis. But it's a little too early yet. Um, but I would rather see something out of the something. Sonya Deville is too obvious. Tucker is too obvious. Maybe something else. Someone else is involved. I don't know. Maybe someone, another girl has a crush on Otis in the back, and she was do, doing this. Uh, someone maybe likes him, and maybe there's another love interest for him. Maybe there's that kind of swerve, DT. Uh, I don't want to see them break up, though. I want to see heavy machinery uh, get the belts, and I want to see Tucker and Otis celebrate together. They they work, and him calling them Tucky and stuff. They got a good thing going on here. Why break it up? Yeah. I, I don't know if I want to see Otis and Ziggler one-on-one -on -one at Mania. Oh, no. Nah. I don't even want something like, just think about that for a minute. Can you imagine Mandy Rose? You two fight at Mania, and the winner gets me. I mean, you know, that that's like... That's like a 70s bad sitcom. That's like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Remember the Bugs Bunny cartoon where they're it's both... Olive oil, olive oil bun, bun, Popeye and Bluto. You know, yeah, it's, it's like... like, it's like the, yeah. yeah, maybe for a fucking cartoon, but I remember the Bugs Bunny one where Bugs Bunny and another bunny were trying to like compete for, another, for this female bunny, and they're going up the hole, and Bugs Bunny comes out with uh, like a ring or flowers. This one comes out with a ring. This one comes out with a car. This one comes out with a house. And they're trying to compete. That's like worse than a cartoon. <laughs> the winner gets me. You know, Lola Bunny. Lola Bunny, her name was. Lola Bunny. But think about this for a minute. And, and I'm just talking about character right now. I'm not talking about personal. But just think of Mandy Rose, the character. 
that what what wholesome southern southern hick really nice guy like otis why would you want a woman who is willing to go with the other guy if he beats your ass you know what I mean? Like, you, you, if you think of his whole homely mama's boy stuff, like, you want a woman that falls for you. You know, you, not that, oh, because I win a challenge, I get the girl. That means she's not emotionally invested in you. To me, that just, it, it makes him look like a goof, in my opinion. I don't want to see this man, and please do not put her on a forklift or on a, in a cage or anything like that. I just think the one-on-one -on -one idea... After yesterday, and I'll bring it up again since everybody got a kick out of it. Yesterday, when you hear the announcers, go back and watch it. He's finally going to get his hands on Ziggler. He's finally going to get And then he picks him up and just tosses him off the top rope. Like, really, like, slowly. And he falls. And no, like, anger, punches, kickers, nothing like this. He just tosses him. And, oh, yeah! Mm. Fucking Kool-Aid guy, you know? Oh, yeah! Kool-Aid! <laughs> You know, and I'm a big fan of Otis. I've been saying it for a while. Otis is going to be a future main eventer in WWE. Maybe he gets the Rocky run. You know, maybe he gets the opportunity of a lifetime going for a singles title. You know, not yet, but WWE's got to be careful thinking this through a little bit. You know, getting the girl is nice, but... How he gets the girl is just as important. Personally, if you really want to do like an 80s bad movie, you know, you have them win the tag titles at Mania. None of this one-on-one -on -one shit. And after they win the tag titles at Mania, Mandy Rose now all of a sudden shows that she's attracted to Otis because he's a winner and he got the tag titles. And then Otis looks at her and says, you know, bye, Mandy. Bye, Mandy. You know, like... like you, you remember like an 80s high school movie where this guy wants this girl and the girl thinks he's a goof and a nerd or something like that. And it could be like a yeah, revenge like, of the uh, nerds. Can't buy me, can't buy me love. And yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't bring up a classic episode of a show you love, Three's Company. Remember when Jack Tripper had to box that guy for the girl? You know, yeah, that yeah, but he was, but he tried to box for the girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he shouldn't have done that in the first place. I think Otis should win the belts with Tucker if they're going to keep him as a team. And then because they won, Mandy's attracted to the gold, attracted to the winner. And then Otis looks at her and goes, bye, Mandy. You know what I mean? Like he's not into yeah. her anymore because, and you know, it, it, it's a love storyline that never happened how many soap operas i didn't watch soap operas when i was growing up but my mom did how many soap operas or how many tv shows did people fantasize somebody fooling around with you i remember i watched the other day hunter remember when hunter everybody oh, was fred, like fred you know, dreyer fred when is dreyer, when is yeah. uh, fred dreyer when, when is he gonna bang the girl like you would stephanie, have uh that girl stephanie yeah yeah there's Some been the sitcoms where where one woman a um, woman and a guy, you know, like people were wondering, like what, there was one that I watched not too long ago. There was an, an older '90s sitcom where there was a guy and a girl. I can't remember what it was. Maybe someone in the chat remembers. Um, where they finally had a relationship towards the end of the sitcom. I can't remember what it was, but um, you know, but there's many sitcoms where they never have the relationship oh mark and mindy was like that i mean do you go back to the 70s that oh stuff i, like I that, thought she, they started out as 
you know, Pam Dauber and uh, Robin Williams I, uh, started out as friends, and then they got romantic. Then they had kids together. Listen, I was just a you know young kid watching that show. It's not Friends. I'm not. It's not Friends. It was another TV show where two people professional relationship towards the end of the sitcom, the series, they finally started having a relationship together. Moonlight, moonlighting, Bruce Willis. Um, I don't think it was Will and Grace. Uh, it wasn't Family Matter. Now people are just guessing. But <laughs> wasn't, <laughs> Dawson's Creek. Why would anybody out there think that I ever liked Dawson's yeah. Creek? Dude, Seriously? you're not that young. You didn't watch Dawson's Creek. Dawson's <laughs> Creek. That's a, that's a different generation than me. And you. Seinfeld. It was the opposite. Everybody. Who's Seinfeld. Seinfeld got and, uh, laid, Tony and then they got laid, and then they didn't. That's the opposite. But there was and, uh, many. Tony Maselli and uh, who's the boss and the woman he was working for. They wound up in a couple together. Yeah, yeah but I can't remember what's there. I'll remember it next week and I'll tell everybody. But uh, it definitely was not friends. I mean, was it? I, I never liked Mad About You either. But uh, Mad About You. You know, it's not Moonlighting, but that's not a bad one. But I, I'll remember next week. I'll remember it next week. Someone said Perfect Strangers. I don't think those two guys wound up. Yeah, there. I don't think it was that. Uh, <laughs> It wasn't Friends. I'm positive it wasn't Friends. It was a sitcom with a woman and a guy. And then towards the end, like the last season or two, they finally started banging each other, you know, for a short period of time. But but there were many sitcoms where people were like, when did they get a kiss? When did they get a kiss? And then they never do. So I think Otis and Mandy Rose should never... Have that kiss. Let them get really close, and then Otis is by Mandy, and I think that would just make people melt. Seriously, DT, was, was it the Wonder Years? No, I'll remember it next week. <laughs> I, I'll remember it next week. It, it, I I wish. Trust me, if somebody would nail it, I would immediately say that's it. But it's it's not anybody. I will remember next week. I will definitely remember next week. Oh, and by the way, I got to mention this too because we're almost done. Um, last week when we were talking about Cena and the Fiend, I said that it felt really, really rushed. And I brought up Hogan and Andre WrestleMania three, And I said that they stretched it out a couple of weeks. And I will admit when I am wrong, and I was wrong. Um, I think, and the only excuse I could give is back then we would have, you know, superstars, championship wrestling, all-star wrestling. We would have like two or three wrestling shows a week and things would be repeated for one, two, three weeks at a time. I mean, my God, when Andre had the body slam challenge with Big John Studd, it went on for like a month here in New York, I would wake up at midnight. You know, the body slam challenge this week is $10,000. No, it isn't, Chief Judge. So, but the thing is, is that it felt like it really drew drew out like two or three weeks. But in all actuality, there was only one week time frame between when Andre ripped the chain off of Hogan and then a week later when Hogan went, yes! So, but even with that... That still was a week. Cena and Fiend was like not even two minutes. Cena's crying. I'm going to step aside, let the young people, and just because a monster points, okay, all right, I'll fight. Like, you know, tease them, do something for a week. But the problem was, you know why they didn't do it for a week? Because Cena was only going to be appearing just on one show for now. Oh, man. So... 
That's funny. People are still trying to figure it out. The people say Hill Street Blues, Cop Rock. Yeah, no, you know what? I'm telling you, I am 1,000. It wasn't. No, you see, see, people are just guessing. Family matters? No, 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 no. I will remember next week. I'll definitely remember next week. It was, an, uh, I'm pretty sure it was a 90s sitcom, and it's definitely one that nobody brought up. You know what? You know what? Sam Pugh got it. Sam Pugh what? got it. You know what, Sam? I, and I'm afraid to do this because something tells me I'm going to go back in the chat transcript and I'm going to realize that other people brought it up too. It was The Nanny. It was The, the Nanny. nanny. Who, the fuck, who the fuck watched that? It, it, you know what it is? It's on Philo. Like uh, Philo is a, like an online streaming service, and it was on the right. other day. I haven't watched the nanny. I I mean, I used to you know bust a nut once in a while when she because you always wore mini skirts, but I haven't watched that since it aired on <laughs> primetime TV. But the other day they did an episode where she had like concussion or something, and I think Roseanne or was driving a cab or something like that, and then it, you know like she finally fooled around with the guy. And, you know, it was the nanny. That's definitely what it was, Fran Drescher. Because I remember back in the day, I'm like, is this guy fucking stupid? You got this unbelievable nanny. Just, you know, I could see if she was 16 years old and it's like a bad episode of fucking uh, the ID channel where a guy fools around with a 16-year-old babysitter. This is a fucking hot piece of ass in her 30s. You know, like, what are you doing? What are you, stupid? You Finocchio? So, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, so kudos, kudos. We finally got it. But, yeah, that's what it was. It was the nanny. <laughs> that was, I agree with Mish. She was kind of a bonus trigger with that voice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, Mish. Jesus. Did you actually watch that show, DT? I actually did. And did really? every time I would hear China, I would always think of her. Because China so had that nasal voice, too. But Fran Drescher, you know, like, <laughs> like, I, I see, because I'm from Howard Beach. So there's a lot of women in this neighborhood that kind of like walk oh, the same. She was from Queens, too. Yeah, she was like, they, they, yeah, the intro it, was like she was from Flushing, Queens. It was like a nasal Peg Bundy. That's how I always looked at Fran Drescher. Oh, jeez. You know? But, yeah, that's what it was. That's, that's the one. So my friend, PM me. Um, or email me, dontony at dontony.com, your choice of any T-shirt, any fed, could be AEW, whatever. Um, give, give me a nanny T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so, but uh, oh, with that said, I, I think we're pretty close to being done, everybody. Mm-hmm. I think we covered pretty much everything. Shout out to all of our patrons. I plugged them during the show. We got the ticker. Um, we're actually going to be changing things around. Like I said, this week, I'm going to spend a lot of time online to, you know, just add some features as far as video goes and everything. And, uh, like I said, this Thursday will probably be the day that Mish and I do breakfast soup. No bullshit. I mean, Mish and Shaheen this weekend drove a thousand miles. They drove from Philly to New York, to Queens, New York, then went from Queens, New York, to Boston, then went from Boston to Albany, and then went from Albany back to Philly in three days because they had to, they, they, they drove a few of the people that we were hanging out with around. So Mish is in the process of finally moving into his apartment. He was supposed to go in as of, I think, March 1st, but now he's moving his equipment in. So I know 
Tuesday, he was trying to set up his computer equipment. Um, and anybody that follows Wrestling Soup, you know that he unfortunately hasn't been able to appear the last week or two because, you know, he just changed his life, moved to a total different state. You know, it's not easy to transport, you know, your entire life from Chicago to Philly. So Thursday is the planned day that we are going to do it. Tomorrow you have Dark Chronicles on Patreon. KNT Chronicles. KNT Chronicles. My uh, yeah, force of habit. Um, Wednesday will be Wednesday Night Dynamite, and uh, don't know yet about Friday doing a Don Tony show. It depends if there's stuff to talk about. I mean, you know, if people want, you know, just like a little recap from SmackDown, I don't mind doing it. I just, like I said, I want our, the YouTube especially to grow slowly, and I don't want to just put clips up just to put clips up. You know, it's cool to have, you know, people tune in, stuff like that. But, you know, I, I want it to be quality, not quantity. I know there's people out there, you know, and then they, they have to post that they just farted or, you know, whatever it is. You know, hey, hey, I bought this roll of toilet paper today. You know, qu quality over quantity. Um, trying to think if there's anything else that we uh, we We didn't mention... Uh Charlotte cut a promo and uh, Rhea came out and smacked her in the face. Yeah, you know, look, that's the same promo of Rhea Ripley that I talked about on Wednesday last week. And unfortunately, as I said last Wednesday, you watch her in the stadium and you realize as you see the banner in the background that, sorry, you're you're not going to see um, what's her face in the three-way, uh, Bianca Belair. You're not going to see them in the three-way. I know a lot of us, you know, we're hoping that maybe she yeah. gets added. It ain't happening. Nope. Nope. Uh, by the way, I don't have the photo handy. I actually had uh, downloaded it, and I know a lot of you out there. Oh, you know what? I do have it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll post it. Did you see the photo that was posted online of some of the WWE and the NXT women without makeup? Yeah, I did. I actually saw that photo. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have the photo up right now. For those that may not recognize some of these faces, you have Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Dana Brooke, Carmella, Io Shirai, and Ruby Riot. Liv um, Morgan's not in that picture? Huh? Is Liv Morgan in that picture? She is not in that picture. Oh, that's Dana Brooke? What that is Dana Brooke. Believe it or not, when I first saw it... I wasn't sure if, if yeah, that... Yeah, I thought it was Liv Morgan. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's your thoughts on the picture? I mean, look, I understand we're in 2020, and I understand, you know, people expect people to be very polite, very politically correct. You know, I, I and I'm not trying to, like, cause any controversy. I mean, what's your honest take of that photo? My two favorites were Ruby Riot and Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair is mad cute. And uh, I like Ruby Riot just in general. Ruby Riot reminds me of somebody to hang out with her to work. Uh, the girls all look fine. I'm not going to take shots. I, all the women look great. Uh, I did not recognize. Um, I thought that was Liv Morgan. I did not know that as Dana Brooke. I, was, I, did, I couldn't figure it out. I didn't, had no idea that was her. You that know, was the only one that took me aback. But everybody else, they're, they're all cute. You know, you, know, you know what my take was with this photo? This is my honest, God-honest opinion on it. By the way, if you force me to choose who I thought was the cutest out of all of them, mm -hmm. I, I would say it's a toss-up between Io Shirai and Bianca Belair, maybe Rhea Ripley in a close third. Um, yeah, yeah. But I'll say this. 
they're obviously all attractive without makeup. This is a guy, and I'm not trying to compare my fiance with them, and I'm not saying this so I could play it back for her and maybe get a blowjob out of it, you know, but this is the truth. <laughs> my fiance wears almost no makeup all the right. time. We go out to a special occasion. Yes, she'll have makeup. And, it, you know, for the Tom and others who met me personally and actually met her, they'll tell you also, she don't wear makeup. All right. My, my fiance would look, unless we went to a wedding, she would look awkward. She would look different without, with makeup on. The reason why I'm saying this is this. You look at this photo and everybody in it looks fine. They look yeah. attractive. There's nothing wrong with them whatsoever. They look beautiful. And, but here's my take on it. If they're so beautiful without makeup, why do you, uh, does WWE, why do you, do you have to put makeup on them all the time? You know what I mean? Like I can understand as part of your costume, you're wearing certain types of outfits and this and that. But the thing is, is that if you, if you look beautiful, natural, like why not? Why does, why do women in WWE or wrestling is in, in general, why do they always have to wear makeup? I understand guys also have some makeup on to cover imperfections and this and that, but like, why do you have to make a statement of how you look without makeup? I understand the messages, I'm comfortable in my own skin and everybody out there should be comfortable in their own skin also and you're beautiful outside and inside. But why not be in the ring without makeup too? It's part of the showbiz, DT, right? Glitz and glamour, looking different, you know, separating you from the regular people. It's part, it's part of the showbiz. It really is. That's what it is. It's on TV. It's HD. People want to look their best. Right? Everybody's got imperfections. You, yeah, me, look, I, I understand a little makeup. Cover up even the most beautiful people have imperfections at the youngest ages. So I mean, again, from teeth to skin, yeah, it's, well, it's just part of the showbiz, you know. And I don't, I think it's just they they just won't pull that trigger, DT. They just maybe they'll have a night with like no makeup night or some special edition of uh, of uh, the women's division. But I think again, it's just uh, it's part of the showbiz, and they'll they'll do yeah, it look, for pictures, photo ops, but they won't go all the way with it. Yeah, I mean, look, I it I know common sense. You know, it's because of, you know, showbiz and entertainment and they look better. But I'm just saying that, you know, if there's such a stark difference with makeup on and makeup off, like, you know, I, I just feel why does it have to be that much of a stark difference? You know what I mean? I just, you're beautiful. I mean, you look at photos of Lana without makeup on. Sometimes she is totally unrecognizable. Oh, yeah, yeah. There is a photo floating around right now from last week, one or two photos that were posted without, without, her makeup, without makeup on. And honestly, in my opinion, she looks better without makeup than with makeup. And again, I understand you want to hide some imperfections because you're an entertainment product and you know this and that, I get it. But the thing is, is that when there's that much of a stark difference where it's you're almost unrecognizable without makeup yeah. on, maybe you put the makeup on so people don't recognize you without makeup. I don't know, but I just feel like if you're gonna post photos 
really like emphasizing what you look like without makeup, then why is that not good enough to appear on television? You know, they tried to do that a little bit. Didn't Dana Brooke come out for like one or two matches where she had no makeup on whatsoever and they tried to make it a storyline and it went nowhere? Yeah, no, I know. I mean, uh, again, I'm looking at the picture again. Now I, now I can tell it's Dana Brooke. People are saying to me, how can I not tell it's Dana Brooke? I, just, I thought it was Liv Morgan. Yeah, and look, Lewis, I'm sorry if uh, this sounds like nitpicking, but, you know, I'm just giving you an honest answer on it. I mean, you want me to just say, oh, my God, they're hot. Yeah, girl, you're beautiful <laughs> with makeup or without makeup on. Girl, you're, you you're go, beautiful. Girl. <laughs> you go, girl. You go, girl. You know, and no, I just, <laughs> you know, I just feel like even just a regular talking segment, you know, when Rhea Ripley's in the arena, you know, looking in the empty stadium, you know, show without makeup. You know what I'm saying? Like, why did you have to be totally caked up all the time with television? You know, maybe sometimes you lighten up a little bit on the makeup and show their natural beauty a little bit more. I agree. I so. agree. They look good, but, you know, hey, they look good both ways, you know, makeup. Man, I, makeup I'm complimenting these not, women not a, and people get annoyed at it. I don't, I don't get that. So, anyway. Well, I think we're done, everybody. So, um, yeah, I did. Yeah, I think we're done. Now, I'm looking at some photos that I can have a field day having some fun right now, but we'll, we'll hold them off. We'll hold them off. I, I will show this one because I already posted on Instagram. If you want to see yours truly with the head of a basketball, you know, you could go on to my Instagram. I have a couple of photos up there as well, but there's a couple of hidden gems that nobody's seen before, but we'll post those in due time. But uh, anything else you want to get into before we go? Uh, no, I think we covered everything. Uh, but the coronavirus is also delaying uh, the shipment of uh, new WWE uh, figures. Did you see that? Yeah. Because they're made in China. So they're yeah. not allowing them well, to come through. Well, you know, I mean, this, that's, the stock market has taken a hit the last couple of weeks. Today was mostly because of gas and oil. But, you know, things with China right now, you know, everything is slowing down a little bit. But... I hope WWE really um, does that. I mean, they're not going to hear me say it, but, you know, a little gift bag, mask, you know, sanitizer, um, announce it. It's it's a positive thing. I think that would be wise because there's, there's, it's only a matter of time that somebody out there for clickbait and to get some type of press amongst themselves is going to post an article that's going to explain just bring up the fact that WWE has taken no measures to safety precautions because of WrestleMania. WWE should be proactive and announce it before someone else puts a clickbait article up there. Yeah. So, right. All right, Kev, I'll talk to you tomorrow for uh, KNT Chronicles. And, uh, yeah, anybody, uh, anybody wants to sign up, anybody even on YouTube hasn't signed up for our Patreon yet, go to Patreon slash Don Tony. You could sign up tonight, sign up tomorrow, anytime. And uh, join us live tomorrow night at 10.15 on Discord chat. You can join in the fun. Absolutely. All right. right. Take care, DT. Talk to you tomorrow. Later. Peace. Okay. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please, as always, leave your feedback. Um, I could tell for those listening live, if you really like, you know, the video. And yeah, I dressed a little goofy today. First of all, it broke 8,000. So, which is awesome. Bravo to all of you that did that. Uh, but, you know, just joking online early about Stugats, Stugats. You know, it, before you leave, you know, just hit the like button. 
because it helps get a little bit more visibility online and, you know, just gives, gives me a little bit of, uh, you know, just a little bit more, um, you know, just uh, exposure to others out there that are not even aware that yours truly is on video yet. So before you leave, just hit the like button. If you didn't like the show, hit the dislike button. I'd rather you be honest. But, um, you know, and I see a lot of you doing that right now. Much love. I appreciate it. I'm telling you, all of you out there uh, are making this so much fun. You have no idea. It's a lot of work, but it is so damn worth it. And like I said, you know, I'm not kissing ass of any other podcaster out there, but I have an even bigger uh, newfound respect for JD from New York, Joe Cronin, RCW, all of them, because I realize now how difficult it is to not only, you know, run the helm, but do video as well. So I'm out of here. Be well, everybody. Uh, DTKC show will return one week from today, which will be the 16th of March. I will return Wednesday for Wednesday Night Dynamite. And uh, going to have a fun show. Got a lot of stuff. Uh, oh, one other thing. I don't have the artwork in front of me. But as you saw earlier, uh, I did go to big event this weekend and got to meet Matt Hardy and a few others. Um, Shaheen of Nuclear Heat is one of two wonderful artists that you see the artwork behind me. He did some beautiful artwork for Matt Hardy. And the theme is now that he is free from WWE once again. Matt Hardy autographed a few of these photos, very, very limited. And um, he is sending me a couple. So we're going to be giving them out on Wednesday Night Dynamite on consecutive weeks. So if you tune in live... You know, another extra reason to tune in live. Somebody each week for the next couple of weeks, probably start next week because I haven't gotten the photos in my hands yet. But tomorrow, on Wednesday, I'll post a picture uh, uh, live so you can see what it looks like. So probably one every week for a couple of weeks. And then we'll go segue into other gifts as well. And then maybe we can start using that, you know, wheel that I, that I have over here. So, all right, everybody, be well. Much love as always, much appreciated. I'll catch you all again Wednesday with Wednesday Night Dynamite. Be well. Take care. Hey, hey, oh, oh, hey, oh. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. You know any Italians ever used to do that? I can never do that, but I used to know a couple of old-time Italians. When they drank their espresso, they had to sip. They would do this. I swear to God, they'd do this. night everybody John, oh my. it was fun to channel surf it was kind of hard to do a little pocket pool after you hitting the last channel button 50 times for two hours plus John, oh my. and his whole idea of over analyzing oh he's an alcoholic and he misplaced the belt and how could you have someone champion like that get the fuck out of here Wednesday night Don, oh my. you can have fun you really are <laughs> Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets, no, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese, or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's, because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, Crispy 10-Piece Chicken McNuggets, Juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or Savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. 
Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Tune out with Nevia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at moen.com slash nebia.